Look at that. Look at that. Another week, another slapper cut. Hey, what? can you slap a number on this thing? This one is 181. 81, 181. Slap it onwards. Look at that. Same forwards and backwards. I like it. That's right. What yeah. is it? Uh, so uh, I don't even know what day is today, but to you, it's Tuesday. So welcome. Happy Tuesday. And we're probably already in August. We're recording this in December of 93. Yeah, we're way ahead so, of schedule. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just <laughs> we're just overachievers. But um, yeah, happy Tuesday, everybody. Happy Slapper Day. God, so much, so much, so much to so much to get to. Our little friends on on Patreon would have would have uh, woken up the other day with uh, recording we were messing around with. We're uh, messing around with some home home recording stuff. Then uh, sending uh, Ruben Smalley home to uh, to uh, uh, sweeten it up. Yeah, tart it so, up. Uh, yeah, it was kind of it was, it was very very fun. The kind of one take thing, and then kind of hey, what if we take mm-hmm. this out and put this in? So it was it was, it was a very a, a, a really really fun really fun project. It was a um, and, and it was it, it's not a song that we'd ever played. Uh, Had before. you been doing I, that? I, yeah, yeah. I started doing it uh, acoustically twice. It, it's just one of those songs that um, it, it's always been always been a little bit slower. Uh, you know, uh, Johnny Cash yeah. did, did it kind of slow, and it's uh, almost like a like a funeral march in a way. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And it's it's got this thing that all his hits had back then. We're, we're talking about "Don't Take Take Your Guns to Town," by the way, by Johnny Cash. Oh, I hadn't said that. Whoops! Whoops! Yeah, yeah. Which, marker. Which Johnny actually did write. That's one of his uh, his self penned early early yeah. singles he put out on Sun Records. Yeah, very, very, uh, very and, and and his recording is very raw. And and the thing that I, one of the things that made Johnny Cash so relatable was the honesty in the words. And he never tried to never tried to step out of of his. You know, he never tried to Bob Dylanize his his you know, his vocabulary or, you know, and his poetry, he just kind of kept it simple and he spoke straight to the, straight to the man. And he just, just it yeah. was a, so, so I wanted to, to, when I, when I played it acoustically, I just, I, I wanted to, to have a little bit more of a crunchy kind of a little bit more kind of a, a driving feel to it. And, um, and it was, uh, and then, and then of course the harmonies kind of just, a lot of the times that the, the way you and I work is the harmonies will kind of just show themselves on the, yeah. it's, it's nothing that's worked out. It's kind of one of those things that you just hear in your head and you just sing it. They're always uh, there. It's like, yeah. whether, just, yeah. you choose basically just choosing whether you're going to sing them or not. Yeah. Yeah. And, when, and, yeah. And, and when I was playing the song in, in, uh, at the Hibernia, uh, uh in Arkansas, I, I heard, I, I was here as I'm singing it, I'm hearing the, the harmony. Oh, so yeah, it was one of those things. It was uh, just uh, and 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 the drum beat was on the on the computer. It was a uh, you know it was uh, it was one of those things. We said, hey, p- play that beat, okay? Uh, th- th- this kind of works on that, and it was you know a little yeah. slower, a little crunchier, a little little you know a little rocking. Yeah, the whole the whole the whole session. This was the second of two days where we're we're just on whim. We're just recording whatever came to mind, and this is what we're using the same board that we use at the live shows. Now we have been, I don't know, for five it's months. Midas MR 18. It's um, a Behringer used to make it and uh, mm-hmm. Midas do it now. And it, it, it is. And, and, and one Luba Dvorak had uh, su- suggested we, we, uh, we acquire that piece of gear and it has been the greatest, been a bit of a learning curve for us too, because uh, everything that we've had in the past has been a digital board with a screen 
and everything on it. And you can just go from screen to screen and you can see everything. This is not. This is just essentially a metal block with inserts in it. And then mm-hmm. you attach, you, you you connect to the iPad and you're then the iPad now becomes that digital screen, but everything's plugged into a thing. So it was a little bit of a mind fuck when we tried to, <laughs> you know, tried to go from a, yeah, well, we did, yeah, there's, there's, there's areas in it that are just not very user friendly. And, um, and again, we've gone from the analog board to the digital board to this, which is, like I said, a learning curve. However, it's been very, very fun. And this, the Luba is one of these sound guys. Uh, we, we'd met him, at the Continental Club in Houston, Texas, and uh, not only an incredibly gifted musician and lyricist, and uh, but he's he's just he's he's one of those sound guys that you just you, your jaw drops when you hear what he can do without you know without much, and he's and he's a less is more guy, so you're not going in there to thousands of channels and yeah, buckets yeah. of of effects, and uh, he just he 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 mixes for rock and roll or for country or whatever that is needed at the time and yeah. a, 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 a delight to work with. And so when he said, this is what I recommend, I said, well, that's what I'm going to get and mm-hmm. happily got it. And I'm just very, very, very pleased with it. So we've known, we knew when we got it, when Patrick got it, that it was, that it had the capability to record that the, the one we used before is a QSC touch mix 16, which it's best feature I think was you could stick a thumb drive in the back and just tell it to record the show and it'll record all the tracks that you're that you've got plugged in as many as, yeah it did 32 gigabyte thumb drives what we use so you could record it was enough room in there for about you know four hours of, of material of you know whatever it was 12 tracks we were recording at once uh, yeah, yeah and, and just to the regular punter too this is this is uh you know usually four vocal tracks then guitar track bass track fiddle track um uh kick drum snare sometimes an overhead mic to capture the symbols and all that stuff. Yeah. A lot of the times you don't need it, you know, but yeah. um, so this is all those tracks separated out for you and recorded. And then you can doctor each of the channels. So it was, it was a great learning. Um, you, you know, it's just, it, it's not imperative for, for most, it's imperative for us to record every show because everything changes on a nightly basis. Um, mm-hmm. It's never this, the say our good friend, Sharon, would say, uh, you know, you had never do the same show twice, and and they they know because they've they've traveled with us in Ireland. Yeah. They've um, they've come to back to back to back to back shows in in Texas and surprised us and others. So, so they know they know what we do. Um, so so uh, j- j- just to give you the enormity of the 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 ability of that tiny little thumb drive and the feature that Chad's talking about, it's 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 massive to. <laughs> to say the least, you know, to to put all that stuff, record it digitally and so clearly, and you know, and, and then with the abilities like to go in and manipulate every single thing, it's just yeah. it's yeah. With there literally are, I have years of live shows because <laughs> we had the touch mix, the, our previous board since 2016, I think, and so I got in the habit of recording almost every show we played. This is all stored on a hard drive now somewhere. I mean, it's a little things shows that I didn't have time to listen to and I'm probably never actually going to hear. But it was a little bit overwhelming uh, how how much we had, you know, at, in the early days, just dreaming of being able to do that. And then we had, finally had it. We're like, uh, <laughs> we do all these recordings. 
but we hadn't done it in a while with the, with the new Midas because we hadn't. It's it's a little more complicated to record. You can't just stick a thumb drive in the back. You have to hook up a hook a, a laptop. Well, you can if you if, if you get a hammer and you can put it anywhere. <laughs> right. But yeah. that's so, But the cool thing about it is that you've got you, I'll, I'll, basically it's a little easier than I thought it would be. All you have to do is hook up a, a USB cable to it, put it in your computer, and then you've got all the, everything you've got plugged into the uh, to the board. And there's how many channels are there, are there on it? 18? Like, uh, 18, yeah. 18. You can take all those inputs and, and map them to separate tracks and um, on your computer and record all those tracks separately, which is what we – we only did three tracks <laughs> when we were experimenting with this the other day. But that's what we were, we were, we were experimenting. It was, the whole point was just to try to see if we could figure out how to make this work, and it was pretty easy. So we just kept tooling around with it. And uh, I, I had been messing around with, with drum loops and, and uh, editing MIDI. It's actually MIDI drum tracks. Uh, which surprisingly can sound really natural uh, if you know how to utilize them. And uh, you've got ridiculous amount of control over what the drums are doing. You can move notes around. You can, you can just use different snare sounds, whatever you want, build fills and things like that, move the kick drum around, whatever you want. Or you can, or you can go to a back alley and do drugs like me. Yeah, right. Shit. So we found a, a drum loop that was, you know, decent enough to, to, to use as kind of a click track. And we were saying, what do you want to call it? Let's, let's try this. It's good. And we, first we did Steve Heartbreak, another Johnny Cash. Uh, oh yeah, song, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, we ran through that with the drums behind us. And then you, you said, oh, this tempo actually is good for don't take my, you know, don't take your guns to town. So we just, on that same track, I forgot it was on the same track, but on the same, the same session that yeah. guns is on, Heartbreak is before it at the same tempo with the same drum loop. <laughs> and so I had, we had, it was a bunch of other stuff too. We recorded a version of Rock and Roll Patty, uh, the Shane McGowan Pope's song. We oh, did, yeah, um, yeah. What else did we do? Oh, we did Spin Me Around like a record. Um, and I was Dead intending to make, yeah, I was, I was intending to take all these and mix them down so we could listen to them, but I got so focused. I don't, there was something special about Don't Take Your Guns to Town, that particular performance. We spent a little bit more time on that. Um, Patrick uh, tracked some harmony vocals and put a tambourine on it. And so then I took it home and uh, started messing around with the drums to try to make it sound more like a real drummer. I was putting fills in and just different touches, trying to imagine what, you know, a good drummer would do and got pretty far into that. And it started sounding like a real recording. <laughs> so I was like, let's give it the Patreon. Why not? You know? Yeah. So, so that- if you do get a chance to listen to it, uh, let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to just like, uh, get a little feedback on that. See what's. A, um, but the other thing is too. You know, we're uh, we, we've spoken many many times about what what if, but you know we're talking about being able to record so much material, so many hours of music in separate track form. You know, I mean, imagine if the Beatles had been able to do that in Hamburg. Imagine if Elvis Presley had been you know had have had. You know, it just, you know, go, go back to the sun sessions, go back to when it was Bill Black, you know, Scotty Moore, and imagine what you, you know, just the technology, you know. So um, I'm just trying to say that if you were, you know, around in the 50s and 60s and you didn't come up with this, I'm just saying you're just, you're just not as bright as we are. <laughs> no, it, 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 it's so, it's so, it, 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 it's so um, invigorating when you're able to, to do that at the touch of a, you know, touch of a button, mm-hmm. press, you know, just everything's at your fingertips. And, you know, imagine 
you know, it, it, it's endless. It's endless. What what would have? I, I think we'd. I think we'd be. You know, the music industry, in in my opinion, kids, big, 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 big asterisks right here. My opinion, but I think the music industry is taking a beating right now. Absolutely, and, I, and I'm only saying that from the live music uh, perspective. We have been in hell since the lockdown and uh not just musicians suffered everybody suffered no question you know um unless of course you're amazon or some one of those one of those wankers um but so live music has definitely come back there's there's no shortage of of bands and of venues and blah 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 on and on and on however the these bars are still trying to catch their breath it's and you know just simple as that they're trying to Re, not even recoup, just just stabilize. You know, they're trying to get back to where where they were before. And I spoke yeah. to a, a, everybody's everybody's friend, everybody's hero, you know, young Aim Infinity of, of Molly's Pubs. Uh, he and his partner Mike Daly, they have 20, 20 pubs ish, something like that. At least, yeah. Uh, I think it's yeah, and, and they, you know, you talk about you talk about. Uh, you know, t- taking a beating. Those guys, they have to pay their licenses. They have to still pay their electricity. They still mm-hmm. have to pay, you know, their, their and, and, you know, they have to keep everybody on um, because when it comes back, you got to have your staff, right? So they had to, they just incurred so much. They, they, they went through so much and they were, they were just decimated. Uh, but, and, and when, when I spoke to Eamon last week, we had lunch uh, a few months ago. And he was he was saying he said, "Look, I'm happy. I'm just happy that the doors are open, and we're not." He said, "We're definitely not back to where we were." But he said, "I'm just glad that we're open and our regulars are back, and we're you know we're making a little, but we're not losing a lot, you know." So it, it's it, anyway. I say all that to say that you know. So I think the music business has taken a beating because um, a lot you know the and fair play to them if if you're in a tribute band more power to you it's really difficult doing a, a more niche thing like 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 ours you know just to, to do it at, at at the at the level that we were doing it you know playing wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday you know uh, but uh, that 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 whole tangent right there marker um is is because if the technology was available back then to record all that stuff i just think that when we got to here i think every single song would have been written and performed and remixed and dance mixed and you know yeah one of the cool things the the reason this 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 setup is so cool is that you've you've gotten the habit of taking the board same board we use at the shows you you take it home you take it out and you've got your little station there and you because you've been messing with it at home when you're practicing or whatever so it's like it's just really natural all i have to do is bring my laptop now plug it into there and say all right what are we doing yeah, we got it. You know, and it's yeah. already that's this is one step. But, you know, it's not that wasn't that big of a deal to download that with the old drive where it was a thumb drive. I had to take the thumb drive, put it on my computer, export the files and then drag them in individually. into it was a little tedious, you know, 12, 13 different tracks. Yeah. Put them in. You know, it was it was an, it was an extra step. It took some time. Now it's like it's already in there. <laughs> I, and I, I was doing this when we recorded. It. I was you know, putting putting reverb on it and and. uh it's a really cool, essentially like I, the way I put it, it was like, we're, we're basically traveling now with, with a mobile recording studio, that board with my computer um, and our, the gear that we always have, the mics and everything. 
uh, we can yeah. do almost every anything. Endless, <laughs> and, yeah, endless possibilities. So, and it's and, 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 and it's it's such a nice book. You know, we, we've we've had boards in the past where uh, analog uh, mixing boards were. It just didn't matter what you what you and, and also remember that the, those crappy JBL plastic speakers. They were great because they were small enough and loud enough, but they were just so abrasive. The sound was so uh, just harsh. You know, you could not. I mean, you could, but we didn't have time to. You saw, you know, remember we're 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 playing four or five times a week, and we didn't budget, nor nor did we have a budget for a sound guy. So we're in, and it's always easier to travel with just the band, just simply because uh, it less space. Less, you know, and and we've yeah. So running the sound from the stage is nothing new to us, and we're we're kind of enjoy it, especially when you go home and you listen back to the stuff. You go, oh, that's not, okay. You uh, no, you know, note yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's and it, you know, it, it's a lot of fun, and and we're we're uh, we're always thinking of recording. You know, it, it's always hey, you know, I, so like Chad said, I, I set the board up here, and I'll. I'll, I'll record stuff, just song ideas, and and there's mountains of riffs and mountains mm-hmm. of just just speaking in tongues nearly, just trying to get, capture that moment when, when when you hit you know two or three chords that go together and you sing something already. Hey, all right. Um, so I have just endless, you know, endless. Yeah amounts of riffs and so you know songs that, that songs that are actually done i just need to redo <laughs> yeah you know uh, something on a monday morning sounds great that night monday night or even tuesday morning i fucking hate it so <laughs> so yeah this, this might be interesting to take to take some of these ideas when they're fresh and put them down to see how you feel about them when they're actually you know, somewhat semi-produced. Yeah. 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 I've always been stunned at like ideas I've had songs. I've been sitting around for years. I sit down and I put a drum track behind it and tool with it a little, you know, try to make it sound real. And it's all, you know, all of a sudden it sounds like something completely way better than I even imagined it, you know? Yeah. So that's, it's, it's crazy how things can come to life like that in the studio. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, and yeah, studio. Um, That's generous. I know that I know that there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff being added to the calendar, and I think uh, if you uh, if you or you know or anybody you know might be interested in a little rock and roll, send them to blackguards.com because we have some. But I think that there should be some killing right about now. Um, yeah. I know that I know that uh, if if you've been living uh, in and around the United States, I know that you've been having a little bit of heat. I hope this uh, next month of August is going to be very kind to you. I hope that we're gonna. August to me is the greatest month anyway. So, it, it, you know, your troubles will be few uh, in August. So, um, but uh, yeah, I'd like to, uh, I like to kill kill a song and I'd like to revive something. But Chad, you're going to go first this time because you've oh. been dying to do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I started a few days ago. I'm still town sitting for my mom here, as you can see. And uh, one day when I got up, I was making coffee. I just wanted to listen to something, which I, I don't often listen to music at home that much. Like, I'll do it when I'm getting ready to go somewhere, but it's, it's not some, something I'm in the habit of doing first thing. So, you know what, I'm going to put some music on. And I, the first thing that came to mind in that moment was uh, an album that I grew up with because my parents had it when I was, when I was a, before I was born, uh, Cosmos Factory by uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. 
there's a couple of hits on it and there's a bunch of other tracks on there that most people probably have never heard unless you're familiar with the record. And I'd forgotten how much I just love that, that record and that the band at that time. But uh, I love, and John, I'd love John Fogarty. I'm not a huge, you know, I'm not that huge fan to the extent I, I like, I, I don't own all of his stuff or anything, but I just think he's a treasure. I, I, I love the guy. I think he's, he's a, from what I've seen, he's a, he's a good Calm dude. Down, he's married. He's a good dude. He's been through a lot of shit um legal shit problems and all that kind of crap but anyway uh, i'm saying that I'm, I'm trying to soften the blow <laughs> about to lay on uh the song i wanted to kill today is we mentioned it a few shows back um uh centerfield which uh was a big hit they had in 1985 album of the same name um not a bad song actually and if you think about it it sounds like a credence song obviously but it it is it has become I think one of the most overplayed songs. Uh, again, it's almost as overplayed as as the other one, I, the other baseball uh, related song that I killed recently by Dire Straits, "Walk of Life." Yeah, yeah. 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 You was, was that baseball? I thought it was a football song, "Walk of Life." <laughs> but yeah, it's not specifically baseball. The reason why I thought that it, 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 baseball teams have used it, you, they, it has been kind of embraced by the baseball industry from what i understand but you look when you watch the video there's there's clips of all different it's not just baseball there's football there's there's baseball and anything with a ball in it i think um but yeah the lyrics are not about baseball but it, it, for some reason it's been it's probably partially because of that video that came out it's been associated with baseball but obviously centerfield is specifically about baseball uh and it's just it's just i don't know it's again not a bad song it's just you know then it's just it, Grates on my nerves, but uh, but I do think I mean I think John Fogarty is uh, was a brilliant songwriter, and I think that he, as a guitar player, he's he's uh, very underrated. People don't really talk about his guitar work. If you one of the things I really I'd, I had forgotten, I was reading about them this morning. Um, Credence, I'd forgotten how huge they were in the late sixties. They were absolutely massive. Um, when you think about the kind of band they were, it's kind of remarkable. It's just, you know, a four piece guitar, bass, drums band. Uh, and a lot of their records, the thing I really love about Cosmos factory, that record is that it's like pretty much all their stuff back then was really simple. There might be some organ on some tracks and there's a sax on, on some of their, some of their songs. As long as I can see the light has a sax saxophone on it, but it's just really just raw and it just sounds great. Um, and that there's a, the song I'm going to revive, uh, it's, it's, it's a long, so it's actually the first track on Cosmos factory called ramble tamble. And it's, it's uh-huh. weird. It starts, it starts off as it's kind of a, a boom check song. And it, it, and it doesn't, at first it doesn't really sound like there's anything particularly special about it, but then it, it's the song stops. And then this other thing starts and it just turns into this long guitar solo that lasts for like, four minutes or something like that. That's fair. That's fair. Are you, are you familiar with it? No, I, I'm actually not, but, but I, yeah. I like the idea of the four minute guitar solo. Yeah. 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 But, and there's, there's, I mentioned that too, because his solo, his playing on that, <laughs> his, his playing on that is uh really remarkable. I think he's doing a lot of really cool tricks in it. It's, it's, it's cool to hear that. Cause I, I just, most of the time when you hear think of CCR, you think of other big hits, you know, born on the Bayou and all that crap. Overplayed <laughs> bullshit. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, they were they were uh, a great band. It's, it's a shame that they they didn't really the band themselves didn't really appreciate what they had because they were ridiculously successful, and it was largely because of the guidance that John had 
and I was reading about the problems that they had. It was, there were a lot of legal problems too. They had like, everybody had shitty record deals and were getting ripped off by the record company and all that stuff. But the band members themselves thought that they were the Beatles. It, it, you know, John's John, like everybody and then wanted to be, wanted to be the next Beatles, wanted to be bigger than the, the Beatles as, as best they could. But the other men, the other members of the band thought that that meant that they could write songs too. <laughs> it's like, but we want to, we want to write songs. And John was like, no, why? You know, this is after they're getting hit after hit after hit, you know, with him at the helm. Yeah. And it was, it was really the, the acrimony between the, the him and the other three guys. That was one of the things that tore the band apart because they just couldn't let well enough alone. Well, that brings to mind the police, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they were, they were such, they were again, thrust into stardom. Uh, you know, they wouldn't say quickly, but you know, in, in, in the scheme of things, it's quite fast. However, they they all realized that Sting was writing the the big hits, but they still were contributing. The guys were, you know, were still sure you know, and, and able to put other stuff in. And and, and we we've been <laughs> yeah, <laughs> CCR Beatles, uh, you know us, Wait. yeah, yeah, uh, you know. But <laughs> just I mean, in our in 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 our very very short time in writing and stuff like that, we're. It's not a, it, it's definitely not a, it's, you know, my, my personal preference would be to be in a room and just, just knock it out, which uh, it, we just never had the luxury of it. You know, we did back in, in, in the day, but we were trying to learn our set. We were trying to get our craft together, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, the, the, and the kinks come to mind too, when you think of, you know, Ray Davies and Dave Davies, you just battling it out and, you know, physically attacking each other. Never mind, just, yeah. you know, so, right. you know, and, and people, a lot of people over the years, you know, have, have lamented about the CCR, you know, not getting back together. And what, what about a reunion? What about, you know, and, and it's, it, 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 music is so fucking weird. It's so strange. Artists are so, uh, I mean, of course, there's, there's, you can't say artists are because there's every single one of them different. You know, you, you just, you can just, eat, just even John Fogarty and Sting, who essentially were the, or Lionel Richie, you know, the, the, the main songwriter in the band, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, how, you can't put any of those guys in the same room and, and, and they're, they're all going to be together, you know, they're all going to be one you know you can't you can't do that you can't have you know but again look at look at something like the, God, the fucking rabbit hole talk about that right shut up yeah, we need a we need a uh that's and, what we do this every week i know i know i know we never know where it's gonna go i know it just it it, it just but the that the animosity that band animosity too that this the, this needs to be a thing too because it's just mm-hmm. it's so uh it's so difficult to read a musician, you know, I used to, I, as a kid, I, I would watch a live, a live band and I'd be able to pick out the, the, the person that's going to leave next <laughs> just because, you know, like you look at John Deacon in Queen and he's just back there. He looks like he's, he's to, now to, to a kid, he looks like he's not having any fun, but to a musician, it looks like that guy is having a fucking ball because he is locked in with Taylor and he's, you know, I mean, he is playing his ass off, but he's not. He's not like Steve Harris from Iron Maiden, who is all over the place and doing, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so, so the animosity thing, focus, um, is 
is, you know, to us, to, to, to the listener and to the CCR fan would be, oh, it'd be great if they got back together. It would just be so, oh, it's so good. And they would, but to John and maybe the other members, as like, fuck that. I don't want anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. Only because of all the bad blood that's been spilled and all of the, all of the time that's passed. Again, as you, the listener, know better than the band because that's your band. You you listen to them. I bought their first record. I was at the first. I did that, that, on and on. The band have lived this shit. They've dealt with the fucking drummer that can't fucking remember that he's got a girlfriend at home and shags everything. That, you know, the fucking horn player that's, you know, that's in jail. You know, the fucking, uh, uh, the bass player that's, you know, been you know, picked up on child molestation charges. No offense, Chad. Uh, you know, you're bruised and you're battered and you're torn down by these people over time. you got no fucking intention of getting that back together. And there's no reason to because you think John Fogarty is hurting for, for money right now? No. I mean, and, and again, not about the money. I'm just talking about but and, and, and expression and you know, and the way that he writes, you know, like Sting wanted to do all that airy fairy and, and nothing against Sting. I don't like him, but I, I fucking love the police. And then you take uh, you take Sting on his own. And yeah, the music is brilliant and his players are top fucking notch. But I'd take the police any fucking day. I'd take the police with missing appendages and colds mm-hmm. and limps and stutters and what I, I would just I would, I would just take that over and that's just my taste do they give a fuck about what no and they shouldn't so yeah, yeah. and they're they're a special case too because they did have a lot of you know internal conflicts and stuff like that but they also really love each other too and if you, yeah. you watch that's off that's kind of why we got that reunion tour they did a few years back i mean that's the only reason that really happened at all is because they they are able to get along for short periods of time. Yeah, and they realize that they're, they're just face. Yeah, we don't. You know, there's only so much we can stand of each other. So we'll do this tour and then we'll we'll go our separate ways again. But yeah. uh, it's it's a it's magical that that actually was able to happen. You know that they were able to set their differences aside long enough to get to do that tour and to to, to do make work their magic again because uh, a lot of bands don't do that. I've talked about this before too. Like a lot of a lot of really famous bands, the ones that we've, that have shaped the music industry and stuff like um, the who the Beatles themselves and uh, credence, all these guys, you know, rocketed to stardom fairly early in their career before a lot of these cracks became apparent, you know, the Ramones are a really good example that they really, none of them really liked each other at all, but they, they hit it big so fast that they, you know, they, they, they were kind of forced to continue just because they they were already there, you know, the who as well, those guys loved each other, but they were, could you imagine being in a band with somebody like Keith moon, you know, in, 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 in a real world, you know, a behavior or a personality like that, just, just ready to, to explode at any moment. Uh, most bands wouldn't be able to survive that, you know, more than a couple of weeks. But because of the money and the success, it kind of held it together, and it's it's, it's just incredible. Yeah. Anyway, that's a, it, definitely a rabbit hole topic for sure. Oh, I know, I know that should be that should be a just a, a recurring topic too. The animosity, the the friction, mm-hmm. the band quarrel, 
Um, but um, so so I'm going to uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to turn on a dime. I, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna do this one today, but it just it just it, it bothered me. It just it just bothered me momentarily now, and but it's bothered me for years. I'm going to kill a song that's very very popular, a song by a band called Led Zeppelin. You kids probably won't know who <laughs> they are, but uh, I'm just not a fan. And uh, as 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 influential and as you know, you're talking about people that mo- that shaped music. They they certainly did. Um, uh, and yes, of course, it'd be easy to kill Stairway to Heaven. I still hate it. Uh, I think the last time I liked that song was 83 years ago. So it's been a while, but uh, the song I'd like to kill is called Rock and Roll. It's kind of uh, it, it, it's kind of low hanging fruit, yes, but it it just bothered me, and it wasn't it wasn't even planned. This isn't even planned. Um, uh, I, I'm not. I'm just. I'm not a fan of. We've spoken about this before too, but we're kind of not a fan of the 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 song that takes that same shape every time. You know. It, it it just does the same, and that to me that 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 song, you can tell the next line before it's sung, before it's played, before it's you know it's kind of to, to me. And then and then the other thing that's just completely, completely irritating about that song is you're going to hear it, you're going to hear it at all the open jams, and then you're going to hear the ending, the John Bonham ending. I think John Benet Ramsey would do a better a better ending on the, on the drums than you, you know, you know, it, it's just, it's one of those songs that uh, it seems like you would be able to play it. Cause it's kind of, it's, you know, it's kind of, it, it makes sense for the, for the, for the track. However, when you hear it played, you usually hear it played very, very poorly. And there's a, there's a, there's an old, uh, there's an old uh, uh, saying, uh, uh, shoes in the dryer that, yes. you know, you know, that's the, that's, that's the tempo. That's what you're going to get. So that song annoys me on very, very much. And again, but um, in uh, uh, taking a, taking a, usually I go from here and then go way over there to do a, a uh, uh, thing, but I'll, I'll stick within that thing. And I'll say something nice about um, in the nineties, uh, young Robert plant did a, did a record, uh, and again, I'm not a fan. However, he did a song called "Ship of Fools." It was kind of, it was kind of, it was kind of popular. And so, but I thought it was a, a, a sonically a good sounding song, and I thought it was a. Uh, I just, I, I just thought for him, it was a very uh, uh, just nice melodic, laid back. He's not trying to do any screaming or, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's, uh, yeah. You know, and, and it was just a nice departure to hear him sing. Like, I, I know that he's, I haven't heard it, but I've, I know he's done some really good work with Alison Krauss. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I could care less, but that was the, to, to me, that was a song that, and again, I know what Led Zeppelin did and I know what they're, they're, you know, they're accused of or credited for starting metal or that. No, they didn't. But they're huge. I mean, an absolute unstoppable. And then, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the players, every single one of them, like the Beatles, without one, you're not going to have the whole, you know, without that. So, um, but anyway, so so the, the Ship of Fools was actually a, a record that I said, wow, okay, I'll I'll step back and I'll, you know, tip my hat. He's, he's a, he's just, just a tremendous version of it. And, and, you know, the band played it well and it was, and it was a very sonic, it was a very, a little bit mellow, 
but uh, it, that, I, I do that. Was that the title of a song too, Ship of Fools, on that record? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that was the no, that was the that was the, the single. Yeah. Okay, I don't know if I've heard. I'm sure I must. I must have heard it. I'm not. Yeah, I'm it was. It was. It was quite it. huge around that time, and it was just. And it was lovely because he didn't step out of that. To, to me, I always, I always hear him go sharp or flat when he's doing the the, the high stuff, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's my job. That that's that's my niche. Yeah, Mr. Plant. <laughs> so. I- I got uh, his solo record. There was a couple of the solo stuff, solo things he did in the eighties. I thought that I liked at the time. That I freaked, there was a couple of records he put out in the mid eighties. That the one that has a uh, big log on it. Remember that song? There, no. they, these videos were on YouTube, on YouTube, on MTV all the time. And I, I don't. I, I need to look up the. I, I need to look up the uh, the guitar player that he played with. But there's a. Uh, there was the one that you know, I'm in the mood for a melody. Yeah, I'm in the mood for a melody. I'm in the mood. I, I kind of like that song. There was something weird. It didn't sound anything like like Led Zeppelin. You know, it yeah, was kind of cool that he was doing I, stuff I, like that. That could be part of the reason why I like this one so much because it was very it was very laid back and it was in the it was it just it's just a nice uh, I won't say groovy but it was just very nice and it was nice and mellow actually and, and but I will say because I'll you know I have to go go back to work go to the drawing board but. Um, one of the one of the things I was going to revive today was I, I, I talk about mellow. I was listening to a, an Irish band called Clannad, C L A N N A D. It's um, uh, just one of these bands that were big in the eighties and uh, family clan. They uh, they had uh, they had big hits. There was a great TV show which I, I don't remember seeing. I know I must have seen it, but it was called Harry's Game uh, back in the day, uh, based in Northern Ireland. And they also did. There was a. There was a. Uh, I don't know if it was a TV show or uh, a movie, but it was a. Uh, they, they had a. They did the soundtrack to a TV show. I think called Robin, uh, Robin Hood. Um, but the the track that I listened to and that I liked, very very mellow, but just beautifully done. Uh, and now it just <laughs> just left it just left me. Oh <laughs> damn you, crack cocaine! Um, you want me to you want me to search for it? No, 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 no. Um, uh, well, what, 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 this isn't the one. Okay, an, another thing, uh, another little just detour here while I while while, while I, I dig. Um, they did a song with a, a young fellow named Bono, and I'm not a I'm not a fan, just not a fan. However, he sings very well on this track. So that that song is called "In a Lifetime," yeah. and it's 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 beautifully done it's just be the, the video is kind of crap but but the uh the the song is just beautifully done. If, if you got headphones you you want to listen and i'm talking very 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 mellow uh, and 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 the, i got the other one i had to sing it um okay but but so in a lifetime is 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 with clanad and bono and uh, if you're a u2 fan you will you will like this song because it's kind of that early bono that big you know, high high voice, uh, just and, and the harmonies are beautiful. That they're not harmonies that can just easily be picked out. They're just beautifully done, and it's got that Celtic feel. Blah blah blah. The song I was going to um, uh, closer to the heart. Again, one of those one of those kind of tripe titles. I think I'm going to write a song called "Closer to the Heart" today. But it, it's one of those. T- it's like really, you know, how about how about love? How about you know, to me, it's kind of a uh, uh, great title. Uh, um, why don't you call the band Kiss? Great idea. So, but it, it, to me, melodically and very, very mellow, 
but it's just a beautifully the, the song is done beautifully and the uh again it's 80s so it's it, it's got that 80s gloss to it if you will mm. um uh but it's it, it, it it's one of those things i love melody i love hooks and this song has it all again you know if you're you know if you're in that if you're in that you know slayer goat whore you know maiden kind of mood don't listen to this it's it's not but it's it's just it's beautifully done i i i thought it was a well crafted song i thought that i thought I, I love when a song is delivered and the studio is as attentive to the to to to, to the to the to the to the piece you know and and this is one of those things where i just think it's just crystal clear across the thing and it's a great listen so it's cool if you're in that kind of a celtic laid back atmospheric kind of thing that's here and and they they do have some really good stuff i'm not into their their irish their trad stuff with with the harp and the, the very laid back it's the harmonies are insane and the melodies and the blah 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 on and on uh i i i can listen to it to 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 a small bit after then it's get me the machete after the <laughs> what are they still playing I don't know. They- I didn't look them up. I didn't look them up. Uh, I, w- I would be surprised if they're not. I, I, I think Enya sang with them for a while. And she, isn't she dead? I thought I she was eaten, eaten by one of those puppies she was singing to. But uh, she uh, <laughs> she is uh, – yeah, she sang with them for a while. But Moya Brennan is was the lead singer when I was introduced to you – know, when I heard them first. But okay. uh, yeah, just yeah. – <laughs> um, again, you know, we're talking about um, – you know – when I think of families and harmonies and stuff like that, you think of Bee Gees, right? First, right? Maybe. Um, families, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, because they do have, and uh, uh, my, my good friend Barry Gibb used to, to boast about, not boast, excuse me, no, no, scratch that from the record, Your Honor. Uh, Barry Gibb used to just say that, uh, or maybe it was Robin, who cares? Who cares? They're not going to, they're not going to, I guarantee you they're not going to call me and uh and dispute this but playing and singing with your brothers or your your family you're going to come up with harmonies naturally you're just going to have you're going to have a, a, basically an instrument that other bands don't have and to me that was the that was the essence of everything bg was they knew each other inside and out for mm-hmm. better or for worse and made some of the best some of the best i mean seriously wrote some of the best hits of all time hands down hands down yeah yeah absolutely i'm curious winding back to the bono song that that the song that bono did with climate in a lifetime yes what what was wrong you said the video was bad i'm just curious what was what was wrong with the video with that watch it it's i mean it's it's the 80s you know and you kind of go oh did you is that i can't talk about hair but fuck me, running that, that that wig that he had was it? Was yeah. that during his 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 mullet his mullet years? Yeah, it was pretty much yeah. the entire eighties. He had a huge mullet, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. That was a yeah. That's a, that's not a hairdo. That's a hair don't kids. Yeah. Oof. I've been there. Yes, I know. That's why my hair left me. <laughs> so I abused it. That's exactly right. <laughs> you, you you deserve it. Chad <laughs> so um yeah that's that you know that's that's it kids we've done a little killing i do want to mention though there is a young lady named heidi riggs who you're saying 
why the fuck isn't she here? Well, let me tell you. She's got a fiddle. She's got a brand new fiddle, and we're going to uh, we're going to show you not only photographs of that fiddle, but uh, we're gonna, we're going to we're going to twist her arm and get actually we won't twist her arm. We'll twist somebody else's arm and make her play. Uh, you've got to hear this damn thing. She is, yeah, she's she nailed it. She's so we'll just so we're 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 giving her a little little time to uh, to uh, to kick that beast into into shape, but she will and. Uh, so just stay tuned to that. Um, I, again, to mention a little housekeeping here, boys and girls, we're going to be he- uh, hitting the road soon, uh, going all the way up to a place called Montana and all the way back because we live here. And um, I just want to say on the on, on the website right now, yeah, with a bunch of stuff on sale. The, the er, er, actually everything we put everything trying to clear it out. We're gonna we're gonna do a summer. Um, we're gonna do a summer. Uh, you know, a, a new line, maybe, you know, so uh, not maybe, yeah, we're going to definitely do a new line, but we're, you know, we're just going to, um, you know, uh, and as usual, we're going to, we're, we're, we'll, we'll keep you posted from the road. We'll do some, uh, we'll do some, some, some van chats and some, um, uh, vats, if you will. And we'll, and we'll do, you know, we'll just, we'll, we'll keep you posted. We'll come with us, come with us. We'd love to have yeah. you. That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. So blackers.com slash store uh, as you mentioned everything's on sale there's 10 percent off almost pretty much everything all the t-shirts and and apparel that you can buy in the store is is on sale and there's a really big a good deal on the coffee right now and work shirts yes and and brian, yeah, brian yeah. reeves brian reeves and doc doherty were the first in there uh, right right in there grab so so but it, uh, thank you everybody and uh, you know just uh, remember, tip the staff, stop twice at the lights, and say no to drugs after you share. All right. Yeah. All right, y'all. Hi, kids. We'll see ya. Thanks for listening. <laughs>